everybody. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. On this podcast, I talk to people who have said yes to a greater calling in their lives, people who are living with passion and purpose and making a difference in the world. And today, I'm super excited to introduce you to one of my dearest friends, Amy Hoyt. Amy is the founder of Beautifully Made Adventures, and you can find her on Instagram and Facebook under Beautifully Made Adventures. Amy and I are um, planning a workshop kind of series, online series, uh, meditation and reflection series, and that's starting in August. And so um, when you listen to this call today, I know you're going to be so excited to um, hear a meditation from Amy and just kind of learn about what she's doing, and I know you're going to want more. Um, So you can register for the course that we're offering. It is live today. Um, It begins in August. It's every Tuesday night um, at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have a call every Tuesday night in August. Now, it's going to be four calls. And if you can't make the calls live, it's totally okay. You can listen to the recording. So if you're hearing this podcast after August of 2019, it's okay. You can still... Um, purchase the program and own those recordings for yourself. So the whole program is four recordings and then four written reflections with some questions. And the the way we kind of created this program is because it's we've decided it's what we need and what we're hearing from a lot of our people that they need. Um, Amy is um, she leads meditations and she's just really good at meditations. She is really good at helping me stay grounded and rooted. And I'm a life coach, as you know, and so I'm really excited about getting people moving forward, right? So we we root down and then we grab our wings and we run with it, right? And so that's what this series is. It's this combination of um, meditation meditating over scripture, hearing God's word, being still, being silent, and just receiving that. Um, So it's like a washing of God's word over you, a meditation. And then the second part is me asking coaching questions and kind of getting you moving forward. Um, So we're going to be talking more about this in the days and weeks to come, but it does begin in August. Again, if you can't be on the calls live, it's okay. So if, if this is after August 2019, it's still available to you. It's called Roots and Wings, and it's at greatbigyes.com and Beautifully Made Adventures. So back to Amy. Amy is, again, one of my dearest friends. We talk almost every day, and she is just an excellent like sounding board, just a compassionate person. Um, I, she lives her life with integrity. I respect and honor her. And she's excellent at what she does. And so she's going to share a meditation with you and talk about what she does and why meditation is important for all of us. And so um, without further ado, uh, Amy Hoyt, enjoy. All right. Hi, Amy. How are you doing? I'm great, Sue. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad I'm finally getting you on the podcast. I just want to tell everybody who's listening, Amy and I talk every day. (laughs) Um... And we've been talking about this for a while and we're getting ready to launch a program. So um, I want to just introduce everybody to Amy because she's amazing and such a blessing to me. Um, So Amy, can you just kind of introduce yourself and tell people what you do? Yeah. So like Sue said, my name is Amy Hoyt 
and I live just outside of Madison, Wisconsin. I am the mom of three kids, two twin 10 year old boys, which can I have a moment? <laughs> so cute. So cute. <laughs> and a 16 year old daughter. So this is why I have come to really rely on my meditation practice. <laughs> um, we have a busy household and I need the rooting um, of the Lord's word to keep me grounded. And so out of that has come kind of the combination of three of my favorite things to do, um, which include meditation, yoga, and adventuring in the outdoors. Um, and is now Beautifully Made Adventures. So through Beautifully Made Adventures, I offer meditations twice a week, as well as actual adventures where we get outside and we do things like hiking and backpacking and camping and climbing and kayaking, um, all with the intention of spending that time getting close and still and quiet before the Lord. So I am so blessed and so honored and so excited to get to be on Sue's Great Big Yes podcast and to be a part of, of this journey um, that I get to walk alongside of her. So Sue, I'm so blessed by you. I'm oh so my gosh. Well, I love, I love your big yes in this. Like this is such a big yes for you. Like it's yeah. honoring your original design. Yeah. You are an adventurer. Um, and you are sharing your gifts with other people and it's such a gift. So when you say you offer meditations, can you explain for people who've may maybe never done this before? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, meditation means, um, it can mean stillness, physical stillness. It can mean being active and moving my body, but it means coming into quiet in my thoughts it means coming into um, just presence with the Lord. So I usually start just by like calming my thoughts, really relate, releasing any tension in my physical body and then praying and really honestly, intentionally with full awareness, inviting the Lord into this. Um, I know and I've learned <laughs> that the Lord pursues me and he pursues all of us and he longs just to spend time with us. Amen. Um, just like, you know, our kids long to spend time with us, no matter how old they are, our kids want time with us and the Lord is no different. Mm -hmm. And so once I really learned the pursuit that the Lord has for me, when I surrender to that in obedience and come into his presence, I always hear from him. I always hear a word. I always hear a piece. I always receive some sort of a light um, from him that then carries me through my day. Mm. So I grab a word of scripture and I read it over in various um, versions a couple of times and, and listen in full awareness, in full trust that when I invited the Lord into that space, he said yes. And he is there. He is wanting to offer something to me and also wanting to release from me something that is heavy and cumbersome and isn't for me. Oh, I love the that you mentioned that he wants to release something that's heavy and burdensome. Yeah. 
I think in today's world, this is so countercultural to get still and quiet and just listen. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, like, what do you think if somebody has never done this before? Like, it's interesting because I heard you say, you know, and I always receive something like, I've had friends say, oh, I've tried meditation. It just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have any suggestions for like the posture of your heart and mind, soul? Like any, what would you give advice to somebody who's like, I, or maybe if someone's not familiar with scripture yeah, you know, in that way. So here's the truth, right? Like in everything we do, it's a practice. Mm. So we're not going to tomorrow decide that we're going to run in the Olympics this year and start. <laughs> Right? Well, I so, might decide that and then <laughs> jump and out I'm, of the gate way too early unprepared, but that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so meditation is the same thing. So you need, there's practice involved. And so it's sticking with it just like anything else. Mm. You're not going to necessarily feel the peace and the calm that is the full expression of what your meditation might be one day, the very first day. So that's the very good. first time you meditate, you're going to have to remind yourself to come back. And so the gift in meditation is paying attention to our breath. It really allows us, because we're constantly breathing, right? Whether we realize it or whether we're drawn to the awareness of it or not, it's still happening. Yes. And so for me, when I first started, I really used my breath to bring me back. When mm-hmm. I, Once I realized that I was off spinning, thinking about this other situation or thinking about the plans for the weekend or thinking about whatever I might have been thinking about, once I am able to be aware and pull myself back through my breath, I can then start again. So mm-hmm. it's starting again over and over and over and over again. So there's every day is a new day. Every day is a new place to begin. Mm-hmm. Um some days for me, I mean, I've been, I've been practicing meditation for probably five or six years. And some days I feel super um, aware and not distracted. And other days, given whatever season or circumstance I find myself in, I have a much harder time and I'm constantly needing to use my breath to draw me back in. Yes, so, that's so good. Yeah. yeah. Because I think there's a lot of people who try meditation and they get frustrated because they feel like it's like not working or they're not receiving what they thought they would, or they're not receiving what their friends said they should receive from it. Yeah. Um, And then they quit. And it's the same thing. I remember once I was in a Bible study and someone said that some days when she's reading, she reading the Bible, she has to pray to God to like take away like her boredom and distraction because she's so bored right now. Like, and the way that she said it was so empowering to me because it's that realization that like, there's nobody who is like perfect at this every day. And, you know, and we have to allow ourselves to be where we are. Yep. Um, And I think that's really powerful. So I love that you use the word practice. And what I think is going to be really fun for people listening today is at the end of this conversation, we are going to, um, Amy is going to do a short meditation for you. Um, and so you'll get to kind of experience it, but, um, just being open to it and not feeling like you need to put pressure on yourself for any performance or any, um, it's going to turn out this way kind of thing. That's right. That's right. And, and I do want to say that, you know, in our society, there's like a certain 
even like physical posture that a lot of people just assume is what's necessary to get like a good meditation experience. Yeah. And I just want to give you permission to not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just be comfortable. Whatever it is that's comfort for you. If you're, if you're trying to sit in a posture that's uncomfortable for you, you're going to be so distracted by that posture and by the way your body feels in that. So that's not for you to start. That might be maybe one day what's comfortable for you, but you start exactly where you are. Whether if you need to get out of your house and actually go for a walk in order for you to focus and concentrate, then that's your meditation posture. If your meditation posture is laying in the fetal position on your couch with a blanket, then that's exactly your meditation posture. I mean, you are already equipped and prepared. There's nothing you need to do to prepare yourself to be ready to start a meditation practice. You already are. Amen. See, you're so, that's so good because I think it's intimidating for people, right? Like it's intimidating. And, and then the listening part, I think I I know for me, sometimes I just get distracted and I kind of want to move on. But I also know that after I do a meditation, I feel so good. Um, and just centered, I think would be a word I would use and balanced more. Um, you know, and it's that in that pulling back where then we get all of the inspiration and ideas and things to move forward too. It's, it's such a great, like balance to the activity of our daily life. So. Right. And I, I would just add that you know, when we pray in the beginning, and you all will experience this, we'll pray at the beginning of our meditation, and we really legitimately are inviting the Lord to come and to reveal his presence to us. And so while meditating, I will guide, like, remember, we invited him here, like he's here. And so if you're if this is weird, like if you're getting weird thoughts or weird images or, you know, things that are just new and unfamiliar to you, maybe, maybe weird is not the right choice, but it feels kind of unfamiliar or, yeah, you know, strange. You have to trust and know like that's the Lord. He's getting your attention. We invited him here. And so how is he showing up for you? And so it's, it's the constant reminder of like, oh, right. Like he is that intimate. Like he really did hear, hear and accept the invitation to come here and meet with me. Like that really is happening. And so it's, it's a constant reminder of, right, like he is present. He is here. So the things that are coming up for me right now in this, as I'm being guided through this meditation, that's holy. That's the Lord's presence. And so it's a continual awareness of that. And so the gift in meditation is that once you complete it, once you're done with your meditation time that day, that doesn't necessarily mean your presence with the Lord is done because I find that in my awareness, in my quiet spaces, in my meditation, I then will see something later on in the day that will bring me right back. Or I'll hear a word from someone that will bring me right back and remind me like, Oh, right. Like God's still here. Like he's still stirring. He's still moving. He's still revealing himself to me. So I think it, it really helps in my daily walk in my daily awareness of the Lord's, presence in my going always. So that's such a huge blessing. Um, when you draw your awareness and you're intersected by the, the creator of the universe, you, 
um, are changed. You're just changed. And it, 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 it continues throughout your going in your day. Mm, yes. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's not like contained to this one 20 minute meditation. Right. It's kind of like it shouldn't be contained to our hour on Sunday at church, right? right. Like we live and breathe and have our being in him. And so um, I love that. One of the things that you mentioned is that you might read some scripture from different versions of yep. the Bible. And I love words. And I think um, I'm fascinated by all the different versions as well. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Like um, if someone's saying, like, how do you do that? How do you decide like how many different versions? Can we talk about that a little bit? Because I think some people who aren't so familiar with scripture might be like, wait, what? Like, what right. do I read? Like, how do I do this? Yeah. Like, so, okay? <laughs> right. Totally. So in my regular reading, like if I'm just going to look something up, if I'm doing a word study or if I'm just going to look something up for me, I read usually the message because I find it relatable and understandable. Mm -hmm. While I'm doing my meditation, I like to read different versions because different versions offer different words to explain the same meaning. And so I love specifically using different versions when I'm meditating because it's the same truth that's carried throughout all the versions, but there might be a way that my brain <laughs> accepts that truth based on the words that are being used to explain that truth. Yeah. And so, you know, God is so big and we have to believe that the people that have written all these different versions were wholly inspired by the Lord. And so he's going to use whatever words the Lord knows you need to hear for you to hear. Yeah. So I like to use different versions because the words are different and the words matter and the words all land on this a little bit differently. So it's the same truth. It's just being explained in different ways variations of words. Does that answer your question? Yes, I love that. And you know what else I love is that you could hear that same verse when you're 21 and then hear that same verse when you're 40 and hear that same verse when you're 50 and it has completely different way of hitting you or a right. you have a completely different understanding of it or maybe something had never really resonated with you before. And then the Lord just gives you this new insight yes. and connects it to you in a way that's super powerful. So, um, yeah, the scriptures are truly living and active. They yeah. are. And so, yes, I love that you said that because they were just as living and active to me when I read them, you know, eight years ago as they are when I read them today, but today they mean to a degree a different thing given the life season that I find myself in. So they're always alive. They're always active. You will always be transformed when you come in contact with the word of the living God. However, they land on you differently given the season that you're in. So yeah, I love that. Well, and it's so different. Like I love words. I love books. I love reading. I love all the different things people have written, especially like as inspirational quotes and things like that. And all of that is great, but there's nothing like rooting down into God's word because it's active and living and because he's in it right. and he's going to transform you through it. So it's a different kind of reading. It's a different kind of words because like you said, it's active and living and holy and it's for our 
transformation. So I think it's kind of interesting how in our society, a lot of times, even with inspirational people, you'll hear a lot of quotes or they're quoting authors and things, and they kind of stay away from scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and as believers, we know that that's where the power is. Like that, if we're not connecting with his word, we're missing out on knowing him and his character and who we are in him. Yeah. And I think the gift of meditation is, is encountering the word of God multiple times. And so, you know, we're told to meditate on his word day and night. We're told to think about things that are good and are beautiful and are right. And so when the more you encounter the word of God, the longer it resonates with you. And so that's kind of that whole idea of taking your meditation (laughs) away from your meditation time, that it just follows you throughout the day so that the script, the same scripture that you read maybe two days ago in your meditation today, I'm going back to it because it, it took root within me during that meditation. And so today when I need to be reminded of that truth, it's right there for me. And so it, that's the, that's the power of having a, an experience with the word of God. It, 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 stays with you. It takes roots. It continues to stir and move and, and grow and, and offer new truths as, as often as you need them and as often as you encounter them. Oh, I love that. And, and the things that we're looking for in life, you know, as I'm talking to people with coaching, you know, um, what it, you just made me think of the fruits of the spirit when you said that, yeah. right? Because when we're doing this as a practice and we're in God's word, you know, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, um, kindness, patience, goodness, you know, self-control, all of the things that we're looking for as just human beings kind of walking around the world. Like we want to be peaceful. We want to be able to choose the higher road. We want to be able to not react, things like that. And that comes from this time of rooting down. Like that's right. It, those are the fruits of this time in God's word and in meditation. I believe it has been for me. It's been life, life changing. So I want to get to, um, the meditation, but first, because I ask everyone on the podcast four questions and I should have warned you, I should have told you ahead of time, but I think you'll be able to wing it here. But, um, I always (laughs) ask, what is a book that you love? Ooh. And it doesn't have to be like a favorite, like don't put so much pressure, you know, just anything that you love. It doesn't even have to be like, you know, highbrow or cerebral, right? It could just be something you enjoy. Couple things. I love Jane Eyre, Mm. my favorite classic. She always chose the right thing. That's why I love her. She, throughout that book, she was, she was faced with many choices and she always chose the right one. Like her integrity never faltered. Mm. So I just love that story. The other book that I'll always come back to, which (laughs) you all may be surprised upon listening to this, is I believe it was called The Path to Happiness or The Way to Happiness. Oh, gosh. Um, And I'll have to look it up and we can maybe add a caveat. But It is basically the whole idea that every single human in the world is longing to be happy and they're longing for compassion. 
Mm. No one that is walking around on this earth right now who would, in the face of an option to be happy or not be happy, say, no, I'd rather not be happy. And there's no one that is not searching and longing for compassion, to receive compassion. Mm. And so at the time that I read that book, I was working in New York at an outdoor education center um, that worked with special needs kids, many of them are urban kids in group homes in New York City. And on the outside, I had nothing in common with these kids, but yet I needed to, to find a way with each of them to have them trust me in a short period of time. And so we did adventure-based therapy where we went through small group games, large group games, and then eventually gradually got to a place of high ropes course. So they're up, you know, 30, 40 feet off the ground, and I'm on the other end of the rope holding them and encouraging them. And if they don't trust me, they're not going to walk out on that wire. They're not going to jump for the log. So I needed to learn how I can, how I can build relationship with them, with people who on the outside I have nothing in common with. And so when I encountered that book and encountered that truth, it changed everything for me that I, I do have something in common with every single person that I'm going to encounter. We both long for happiness and we both long for compassion. So that book mm. has always, I will always go back to that book. <laughs> and it's oh. funny that I can't think of the name of the book. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> well, that just brought tears to my eyes. So yes, please look it up. And I will, for all the listeners, I will put it in the show notes along with um, Amy's like how to reach Amy, you know, beautifully made adventures is the name of her um, company. And so I'm going to go ahead and put all of that in the show notes, but I will put that book because I want to read it now too. So, um, yeah, I need to find it. That's yeah. so funny. So, um, the second question is what's a movie that you love? Oh, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I love this. Cause you don't have to like, it's not going to define you forever. You know, I think we like hesitate, like we're like, and what will this say about me? If no. I tell them that I love like, you know, Ferris Bueller or whatever. No. Like here it is. This <laughs> is the book that if I'm not feeling well, or if I'm just needing to free my spirit a little bit, yeah. I love the divine secrets of the Yaya sisterhood. <laughs> so awesome. Yes. And I love the book wild. Oh yeah. Um, and this, and the movie wild. Yes. I love her story. I love her perseverance. I, I like, I long and dream to one day hike through hike the AT. And so she did the Pacific rim trail. Yeah. So I just, I, Love, love, love. I will watch that movie or read the book a hundred times. Well, that's perfect for you because it's all about the adventure and all of yeah. that. So yeah, that fits. Um, that's awesome. Okay. And then what is like, now again, not the most, the best advice you've ever been given, but what's a, one good piece of advice you've been given? Hmm. Sue, it was actually from you and I will always go back to it. Um, in my family, and I'm just going to be honest, in my marriage, I was walking through a really hard time. And <clears throat> it was right before the holidays. And I was just kind of lamenting about how I just felt like our Christmas was kind of going to be a bummer because we had just been through a really hard season in just our family, specifically as a result of a hard thing in our marriage. And I just, for the first time in my life, wasn't feeling excited about Christmas. And you told me, Amy, <laughs> 
not every Christmas has to be a Hallmark Christmas. Like it's okay. You know, you're going to have really great seasons and you're going to have really hard seasons, but it's not a sprint. It's a, it's a marathon. And that was so freeing. And I've shared that with so many people because it's so true. Like there's nothing in life really that's a sprint. Like everything that's of the most value that the Lord puts the highest value on, just like that it's a practice. And so it's never going to be perfect every single time. Mm. It's a marathon. Oh, well, that made me cry. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. Um, and then, um, the next question and my last question, um, is who inspires you? It can be, you know, living dead. It can be today. It can be 10 years ago, but like, who is someone who has inspired you in your life? Mm, I love that. Um, my grandma Mm. inspires me inspire. Yeah. She continues to inspire me. She passed away. I don't know, 15 years ago. Um, I'm trying not to cry. She did not judge anyone. Yeah. Yeah. She um, asked a lot of questions. She wanted to really know what made people tick. And she was so (laughs) confidently herself. Like she would always get so embarrassed. And my dad would talk about like the beer delivery truck at church because she like felt like she couldn't tell her pastor that she drank beer. (laughs) (laughs) So she would always be so embarrassed. She just, she just was so herself and she just had such a huge heart. I mean, she loved people exactly where they were at. She didn't judge. Mm. So yeah, she is definitely someone that I, I've always admired. Um, my husband for sure. He's had many different, very challenging seasons in his life. And And to me, for me to get to be a witness to the transformation that the Lord is doing in his heart, that, um, that the Lord chose me to get to be, you know, this intimately involved in, in getting to see a healing story is so Mm -hmm. humbling. And so, um, just to, just to come alongside Greg in his journey is, it's such a gift because he too, I mean, similar to Jane Eyre, like he fights the battle to make the right choices. So, yeah. Yeah. He's incredible. He's actually, he was on the podcast. So if people want to hear him (laughs) and hear his story, he is um, on the great big yes podcast as well. What I love that you said there is that, um, you know, that the Lord chose you to walk alongside of him. And I think, Oh, that makes me cry. It's just so good, Amy, like your perspective and, um, just your certainty of the Lord has like led me to be like really helped me to be more rooted and more certain of the Lord and your obedience, like as a family and as a couple is so admirable. Like that inspires me to see how you're always, um, just rooting down more into the Lord and trusting, um, the Lord. So thank you for that. So I would love to just give you an opportunity to share with us a meditation. And then um, after that, I'm just going to go ahead and stop the recording so um, everybody can just kind of get in their meditation space and we're not going to be like barreling in with more voices after that, but they can just (laughs) press. So whenever you're ready, uh, just go ahead. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, so go ahead, wherever you find yourself right now, and settle in, get comfortable. Whatever that looks like or feels like to you, this is your invitation. So take a moment and roll your shoulders down away from your ears. Allow the grip of your jaw to release. Maybe allowing your eyes just to come to a fixed, gentle gaze. Allowing your hips to settle. Maybe you can actually feel your muscle kind of melting away from your bones as you just completely release. Maybe turning your palms to face the ceiling or the sky, depending on where the Lord finds you right now. Noticing your breath. The super gentle inhale. And the equally gentle exhale. Maybe you can allow your eyes to just flutter closed. As you just close yourself off with the Lord. Maybe you can even visualize, invite your imagination into this space. And you can see a space that was prepared just for you, for today, for now. Maybe you can agree that the Lord is so pleased and so excited to get to spend this time just with you. So as you look around the space that he's prepared for you, What are some of the things that he's brought? The things that he knows make you feel most loved, most known. And you see him. So happy just to get to hang out with you. in the space that he's prepared just for you. So Lord God, we just thank you. We say thank you for this invitation, Lord. We thank you for your pursuit <clears throat> of our presence. 
that you, creator of the universe, God, love us so very much that you want nothing more than to hang out with us. So Lord, would you just interrupt us this morning? Would you hold our face to meet your gaze? Would you reveal your presence to us, Lord? Without doubt or question or fear. Would you give us courage, Lord, to maybe step into this unknown with full assurance of your goodness, of your great care. Speak boldly, Lord, we long to hear from you. We thank you for your words and for your presence. We thank you for the great big plans that you already had prepared for us as a result of this encounter with you and your word. We just say thank you for Jesus, for his obedience, for his great big yes, his sacrifice that makes us possible to sit in the presence of the holy God. And so it's in his name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. So I'm reading this morning from Isaiah 30, verse 18. This first time I read, I'm just going to read from the message translation. I'm just going to read two different versions this morning. So the first is the message. And this first time I read, just listen for what word or phrase the Lord is using to draw you in. What word or what phrase have you been longing to hear from him? Maybe you don't even know. This is for you. Isaiah 30, 18 reads, But God's not finished. He's waiting around to be gracious to you. He's gathering strength to show mercy to you. God takes the time to do everything right. Everything. Those who wait around for him are the lucky ones.
So is there a word that the Lord offered? With your next inhale, receive that word. It's for you. Maybe it's for now. Maybe it's for a little later. That word is for you. And with your exhale, what is it in this moment that you can hand over to the Lord? Perhaps you've been carrying a situation, a question, a fear. Can you release with your exhale? So I'm going to read the same scripture, Isaiah 30, 18, this time from the translation called The Voice. And as you listen, just allow these words to fall upon you. Perhaps there's some resistance or question or hesitancy. You can talk to him, let him know. Trusting and receiving that what he's offering to you during this time will remain. It's for you. So just allow. One more time, inhaling and receiving that word that's for you. And exhaling and releasing again that which is not yours to carry. Isaiah 30, verse 18 in the voice reads, Meanwhile, the Eternal One yearns to give you grace and boundless compassion. That's why he waits. For the Eternal is a God of justice. Those inclined toward him, waiting for his help, will find happiness. So Lord, we thank you for this time, for this beautiful space you prepared for us, for the way you know exactly what it is and how it is that we feel loved from you.
We thank you for your words, Lord, for the opportunity to encounter them. And Lord, we thank you for the way that you're going to continue to move and stir and have your way as a result of these words in this time as we go about the rest of our day. Lord, we pray that as we've been blessed through this time, we too would be a blessing to those you bring into our path today. We pray, Lord, that you would use us as an instrument of your love, of your compassion, of your happiness, of your peace, that others would see and know and be known by you through us. We are honored to get to have had this time with you. And again, we say thank you, Jesus, for your obedience, for the freedom we receive in the release and the handing over that would not be possible if it weren't for your sacrifice, your victory. And so it's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen.